Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or just I like to talk about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply and to hear his voice above all the noise of this world. I am so excited to be back in the podcast chair tonight. It's been a while because we had some technical difficulties the week before I was traveling to Myrtle Beach and that podcast got up late. And then last week, we did not have an episode up again because I was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I had every intention of recording before we left, but you know, it's hard to get it all done before we leave for these trips. So anyway, I had the most amazing time at the Thrive Conference over at Winston-Salem, North Carolina last weekend. It was truly wonderful. It is such a well-run conference. If you are in that area next year for the North Carolina Home Educators um, Conference, please check it out. They hold it every year in the end of May, early June. So go check it out. We had such a great time. What I loved the most was having an exhibitor booth. We never did that before. And it was so much fun to have our own booth. So if you go over to my Instagram or to my Facebook page, you'll see a whole bunch of photos of the fun times we had. So I have a good excuse for not getting this podcast episode up, right? So then we came home on Saturday evening after the conference ended at 4 p.m., We packed up and we headed straight home for the nine-hour drive. We got home at about 1.30 a.m., and I am not ashamed to admit I was literally in bed the entire next day. These conferences, they physically are draining, but emotionally are draining as well. Um, Just speaking five times, you know, pouring my heart out, meeting with so many people in between sessions was amazing, but it does take a toll. So I literally spent the entire day Sunday in bed and uh, we are slowly getting back into the groove here, into the swing of things. Um, Today's podcast is going to talk about your outside and how it reflects your inside. So we're going to get into some nitty gritty stuff here. Before I start, I want to thank a few people. We have our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing sponsor. Please check them out. They do so much to support my work over here at Simply Living for Him, particularly this podcast and Right now, they have a special for their brand new health and nutrition curriculum for high school. Go check it out. I have it. It's awesome. Um, Go to Apologia.com. Thank you, Apologia, for supporting our podcast. I also wanted to remind you that you can get a two-week trial for the Phonics Museum 
app. This is for you guys out there with little ones. If you're going to be homeschooling or you just want some educational apps for your kids that aren't junk, right? Go over to the phonicsmuseum.com slash simply and you can download a free two-week trial plus some other fun resources. So thank you to the Phonics Museum. Okay, we are going to get into our nitty-gritty stuff today. So a few weeks ago, I posted on the blog a post and it talked about kind of this topic and I thought I would expand on it just a little bit. And so I had written this post because I had been actually scrolling through my Instagram one night, literally laying in bed, just like, you know, mindlessly scrolling before bed like we sometimes do, just sort of putting myself to sleep. And, um, you know, Steve's over there sleeping away and I'm just kind of scrolling through, getting ready for bed. And I got so sad. I saw this post, um, you know, I don't generally follow these like home accounts, you know, like home decor accounts, but I guess at one point I had followed this account. And so for some reason I stopped on this, you know, beautiful staged photo of somebody's kitchen and I was reading the comments in particular and I was kind of blown away and then I was really, really sad because this post of this picture of this kitchen that was done, you know, perfectly and beautifully and, um, you know, kind of expensive taste, I guess, was um, was up there. And then the comments are what made me sad. Comment after comment after comment, people writing, oh, I, I love your account. And, you know, our family's going into debt trying to recreate what you guys are doing in your home. Yeah, I'm serious. That's what people were saying. They were saying, oh, like kind of like joking, but oh, if I wasn't spending so much money trying to, you know, recreate these looks. And other people were writing how, you know, they spend so much time trying to copy these looks that this home uh, decor account was putting up. And I really did get sad as I laid there in bed in the dark. I just put my phone down and I literally started praying. I was like, Lord, what has become of us? What has become of our society that this is what people think is important. Now, I'm not against having a beautiful home or nice things, okay? I'm not saying we have to all live in a shack and have nothing nice. But I'm saying like whether these people were joking or not about going into debt and spending, you know, countless hours trying to recreate these looks, I have a feeling there are many people out there that that's not a joke, that they are truly spending countless hours or money trying to create this perfect home. And you know why I think that? Because I had a taste of that back when I first had my first home and actually when Steve and I were first married, we weren't in our own home yet, but I remember that feeling of wanting everything to, <clears throat> excuse me, of wanting everything to look just so, of wanting, I want, I, you know, I'm going to say it, I'm, it's prideful, but I'm going to say it, of wanting to impress others. At one point, I don't think it was even about me just wanting a beautiful home for me and for my family. It was about wanting to impress. Oh, how that grieves me. I mean, really, if you think about that in biblical terms, we should not want 
to make people covet what we have. And I think there was a part of me in those early years when I first had my home that I wanted things to look just so to kind of impress and hope people would want what I have or some twisted, messed up thing, right? Over the years, God has worked in my heart and I don't feel like that anymore. I definitely feel like my home is more of an overflow of my relationship with him and I want my home to look nice or be a haven or be a place of rest so that I can use it to minister to others, to practice hospitality and those kinds of things. So what we're going to talk about on this episode is, you know, kind of a, it's kind of springboarding off of that whole, um, thing that happened and that I posted about and taking it further though, than just our house and really looking at what goes on inside and how your outside is a reflection of what goes on inside. Okay, so for instance, when I was talking about that house, what I was writing in this blog post that I wrote afterwards was, yes, I prayed because I really felt sad. And then I really, you know, was talking about how our home could be a reflection of what goes on in our heart. And we use our home as an overflow of our relationship with the Lord. It's not the other way around. See, our society right now, because we are so inundated with images and we have HGTV and, you know, entire television channels, 24 hours a day dedicated to showing us how to make our home more beautiful, how to spend more money to do so. We have Instagram accounts that that is their sole purpose is to make us covet Really, that's their purpose. In a worldly aspect of it, it's to make us covet so that we want it, so that we go buy the products that they are, you know, selling over there on Instagram or whatever it is. And so, or HGTV or, you know, whatever. So that is their job and they're winning, right? The world is winning. They're making us covet. They're making us feel not good enough. They're making our homes feel like, oh, we're not good enough. We need to have a home that looks like what I see on Instagram or what I see on HGTV. When quite honestly, God doesn't care what paint color you choose for those walls. He cares about what goes on inside those walls, Who are you having over to your home? How are you showing the love of Jesus in your home? How are you practicing hospitality? Our home's sole purpose is not a showcase. Our home's sole purpose is not for how it looks. The home that we are blessed with, if we change our perspective and look at it biblically, the home that we are blessed with is a place is a tool, number one, to show our family, our immediate family God's love, right? Our home is our tool in which we are raising our children. It's our shelter, practically. You know, that's our, practically speaking, it's our shelter. But most of us have the means to have a home that is a bit more than a shelter, right? We, we know that we can make it a little bit more beautiful or a little bit more, we can have a little bit more extra than just being a shelter, right? But it's number one purpose is truly just for a shelter. And after that, it is how we use that home 
as a reflection of God's love. Our home can be used as a mission field, as a ministry. Our home can be used as a haven for people to know that when they come there, they're going to see Jesus. They're going to feel God's love in your home. But our society has it so completely backwards. It's like we need it to look a certain way or we feel that we do. And then we'll worry about what goes on inside that home. I think what's more beautiful about any home would be that people would leave your home remembering that they felt God's love rather than that they saw, you know, perfectly staged, decorated living room, right? They will remember how they felt in your home. And most of all, if you love Jesus, they're going to see that in their home. The most important thing you can provide to somebody who comes to your home is not a fancy supper, is not the perfect, you know, decor or the perfect recipes. The most important thing you can provide to somebody who comes into your home is that they saw Jesus in your home. Think about that. You don't see that on HGTV. You don't see that on Pinterest. It doesn't have to be about those beautiful verses that we have framed, you know, in pictures on the wall or those beautiful word art, which believe me, I have. I have a lot of those in my home as reminders of things. But how about we live out what those verses say? How about we live out those things instead of just making it an outward show? Now, again, I'm saying all these things because I've been there. It's not like I'm saying these things because I'm like, wow, wow, the society has it so backwards and I have it all right. It's not that way. I can fall back into that feeling sometimes of coveting and wanting and looking around. And I've told this story a million times, but I'll tell it again in case you're new and you haven't heard it before on the podcast. There was a time, and for all of you who know this out there, we live in a little hobby farm, my dream home. We moved here three years ago. Absolutely love my home, not really because of the house itself, because of the property it's on, the beauty of it. We love, love, love living out here. And so, but I do love my home and it's simple. I'm not big on decor. I just want it to be comfortable. And like I said, a place where I can share the love of Jesus with my family and all those who enter into our house. And so I've loved my home since we bought it. I never want to move. I say it all the time. I will die here. And of course, again, it has nothing really to do with decor or being the best house on the block or anything like that, right? It's just because it's mine and God has blessed us with it. So a couple years back, I was watching HGTV show with my family. We were sort of watching on um, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, um, the reruns of um, the Chip and Joanna Gaines show. And so, um, Fixer Upper, I couldn't think of the name. So, so we were watching that for a while. Every night we watch a show before bed and that was like with the kick we were on. And so we were watching it and we turned off an episode one night and I looked around my house and I was like, my house is junk. My house stinks. My house doesn't look anything like those houses. I don't have all that pretty stuff. They really decorate well. All those beautiful houses, they have like a farm sink. And I said to Steve, well, maybe we can get a farm sink. Maybe maybe that would, that would um, make me feel better about my house. You know, we live on the, on the little hobby farm. We should have a farm sink. And he's like, are you kidding? Do you know how much those cost? 
And I was like, I guess. Now, this isn't a conviction for anyone out there who has a farm sink. Trust me, I think they're beautiful. This is just what the dialogue we had. And so he said to me, you know, do you know how much those cost? And I was like, yeah, it's true. Like we have a, everything in our home was brand new when we got it. Our home was built brand new, uh, built for someone else, but they ended up not living here and we did. And so I don't need a sink is the bottom line. It's not like mine's in disrepair and I need one, okay? And so I started thinking, wow, the sink, like its function is to wash the dishes, right? For all my dirty dish water to go in. And here I am coveting a $1,000 farm sink because it looks pretty. It will look the part of having a little hobby farm out in the country. And so I was convicted right then and there that here I was, somebody who really truly does love my home, And because I was watching this show every night, it was starting to make me feel like my home wasn't good enough. And that's what these images does. And that's what, or these images do, I should say. And that's what culture does to us. Um, It makes us, if we are not on guard and cautious and filling our mind with biblical truth, we will start to fall down that worldly path of wanting more based on what we see. And so I wanted to talk even more than that because that was what I wrote in this blog post was basically focused on the home and how the outside is not where we begin. The outside is an overflow of our relationship with the Lord. So if we know that our home is a haven because we want to use it as ministry, or we know that our home is a haven because we want to show people God's love then our home becomes an outflow of that and not the other way around. We don't spend hours and and time and money making everything just so and then focusing on God later. If we're walking with the Lord, if we love His Word and we're studying it, if we're spending time with Him, those things don't become or they don't feel so important anymore. Like when I'm filled up with God's truth and I'm truly in my word and I'm studying it and I'm conversing with him and I'm like having those moments where I'm like, wow, I just love the Lord so much. My house is like just a little icing on the cake. It's not the other way around. See, when we're not filled up on him, we're trying to fill up on other things. And it might make us feel good to have fancy decor or have our rooms look just so. But if I'm filled up on him, everything else becomes minute compared to him. I don't really care so much if I have the perfect, you know, table setting or the perfect um, living room furniture or whatever it is, because those things are nothing compared to knowing him and knowing his truth. And when I'm with him, and I'm truly filled up on him, I have no room to be filled up on worldly things. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about? So this goes even further than than talking about um, the appearance of our home or things like that, because I believe that society has it backwards in everything, right? Society's always focusing on the outside, how we look on the outside, how we dress, 
the image that we portray to others. Because we live in an Instagram society right now, in a social media society, image is everything. Visual is everything. And we have people that are so completely focused on how everything looks, be it clothes, hairstyles, makeup. I mean, if you think about the amount of makeup tutorials out there, right? Years ago, it was like, go get your Maybelline mascara, put it on, you're done. Now we have like millions of different channels like dedicated to makeup tutorials. And it's not just about the makeup. It's about the time you spend watching them, the time people spend making them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. Don't get me wrong. If you've made a makeup tutorial out there, I'm not condemning you. I'm looking at this always as a whole, as a whole of our society. I'm not putting down any certain aspect of it. I'm just looking at this as a whole, how far we have come to the emphasis that we put on images and on appearance and on things. So we shouldn't really be trying to clean up the outside of our appearance and clean up ourselves before we clean up the inside is what I'm trying to say. When we are walking with Jesus, when we know the Lord, when we are growing, when we are constantly trying to learn more about Him, you are going to be transformed on the outside more beautifully than anything. Not because of a makeup tutorial, not because you have the perfect shoes that you found on, you know, Etsy or whatever it is, not because you have the perfect outfit, but because you are radiating Jesus. You are reflecting him to the world. And it tells us in the Bible that that's what we do as Christians. We shine. We radiate him. And people will recognize that above and beyond the perfect outfit, the perfect hairstyle. Now, don't get me wrong. I get caught up. I'll be honest with you. Right now, my hair is driving me nuts. I was supposed to have a cut three months ago. No kidding. I was due to have a cut before we traveled to Nashville. I had to cancel that appointment because it was so busy. And I said, I'll get a cut after Nashville before my next trip. Well, guess what? Five trips later, three months later, (laughs) I never had it rescheduled. And I went on this last trip and I thought to myself, my hair is a disaster. I was supposed to have a cut three months ago, but you know what? I'm like, I'm focusing on who I am reflecting. Jesus, I'm not reflecting the perfect hairstyle. I don't care if people say, oh, that Karen DeBuse, her hair was not perfect. I want them to not even see my hair. I want them to see Jesus, right? So there's no um, focus all the time. There isn't this focus all the time on how um, things look when we are in a true walk with the Lord. Um, sure, we want to take care of ourselves because, you know, I'm going to get the emails. It's like, oh, you're saying we shouldn't look good. We shouldn't take care of ourselves. No, I'm not saying that. And I think you guys get the gist of what I'm saying, right? But we need to stop focusing as a society, as a whole, as Christians, right? Because I say as a society, but I can't change society. I can just keep showing Jesus to every person that I encounter and hope that they will see him and they will want to know him. But I'm talking to the people who do know him now, right? That we are um, believers and we are followers of Jesus Christ. And we can make a choice to not get caught up in the worldly aspect of appearances. Because quite honestly, your outside is a reflection of your inside. You can clean up all you want on the outside. 
You can clean up how you look. You can pretend you have it all together. You can have that perfect outfit, that perfect haircut, that perfect makeup, you know, shoes, this whole thing, home, whatever it is, but it doesn't change the inside because inside, if you're still a mess, that's going to be seen at some point right? And so when we work on cleaning up our inside, our outward reflection becomes so much more beautiful. A renewed spirit, a transformed soul, right? Those are the things that then flow outward. And that is what is most important. So I want to ask you, are you focusing too much on the outside? Is the balance off there where you're not growing inside with the Lord? Are you hoping to get it all together on the outside and then you'll go work on your relationship with the Lord? Because that's backwards. And again, I'm speaking to myself. There are days where I am focused way too much on the outside, whether it is my home, whether it is um, how I want to portray us as a family, right? I've gone through that in my life for sure, where I've been focused on, all right, kids, you better behave when we go out. My mom actually caught me once years ago. This has become a family joke. We were sitting in her driveway, um, in her garage, ready, getting ready to go inside for a holiday dinner or whatever it is. And the kids were real little and we had just driven. It must've been like Easter. We were all dressed up beautifully, you know, in our nice outfits. And we were sitting in the car and we were getting ready to get out. And I'll never forget. I was like, you know, with the mean mommy face. And I turned around and I was like, you guys, you will behave in grandma's right now. You will not fight. You will use good manners. And I have like the mean mommy face. Meanwhile, I'm all done up, you know, in my nice Easter outfit or whatever it is. The kids are all done up. And little did I know my mom was standing there. <laughs> She had already come out to greet us and caught me in mid, you know, way. Uh, and here I turn around with the smile on the face. Hello, happy Easter. And she's like, I heard you. I heard you to giving the, the kids their lecture before you came inside. But that's what we do, right? We think like, okay, let's just portray that we have it all together on the outside. But meanwhile, the kids are, you know, being disrespectful to each other in the car. And I'm like, just, da, 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 you don't, don't do it. Now, of course, uh, yes, there is a time and a place. And you and we are training our children and teaching our children how to behave, you know, and, and to act respectfully at grandma's and wherever you are and things like that. But my point is, here I am with the mean face yelling. And I was ready to turn around with the big smile and say, oh, hello, everybody. So we want to portray what is going on inside on the outside, right? And so, like I said, I've been there. I spend sometimes way too much time thinking about how things look um, than on the inside. But this is something that I am working on with the Lord. And I'm feeling like, you know what, Lord? (sighs) Give me a clean heart. Give me a pure heart. Give me... um, a transformed spirit so that that I don't even like have to worry about the outside that will naturally overflow from it. Help me not to be focused on prideful things. Help me not to be focused on a false sense of security that if I look good on the outside, if my home looks put together, then that must mean I'm doing a good job inside. Because you know what? That's not true. We give ourselves this false sense of security by basing our worth on externals or basing our 
success on externals. I can have everything looking together outside and take that perfect picture of myself or perfect Instagram photo of my family or my home or whatever it is. And meanwhile, if I am not clean on the inside, I am lying. I am breaking a commandment. Oh Lord, no, let me have a pure heart. Let me have a, um, a heart that is transparent so that people know I am flawed. I have so many issues of myself, but you are working in me, Lord, and let them see that work. Let's not be afraid to show when we mess up. Let's not be afraid to be real and honest with each other. And let's ask the Lord to continue to transform us, to sanctify us, to make us more like him and not be focused on making the outside appear like we have it all together when we don't. Because like I said, that's breaking a commandment and that's lying. That's putting out a false sense of who we are. So I ask you, consider, how are you walking with the Lord so that he's transforming you from the inside out? Are you spending time in the word? Are you seeking him? Are you so filled up on him that that overflows to the outside and you're not focused on trying to have the perfect appearance, whether it's your home or yourself or your family? But when he is working in you, that appearance is more beautiful than anything that is false, right? We can put all the makeup we want on the outside to make it look pretty. But there's not much you can do on the inside. You can't just go and put makeup on your heart and have it a, um, a false portrayal. No, God sees what's in there. God knows what is in your inner spirit. There is no covering up. There is no cleaning it up for company. There is no, you know, um, painting those walls just to make them look prettier. God sees what is inside. Oh, I ask you today, join me in the pursuit of cleaning up on the inside, of letting him transform us inside, and then our outward appearance will be more spectacular than anything that's fake. And guess what? Then you're showing people Jesus. And when you're showing people Jesus, they're going to see Jesus. They're going to want to know about him. And then they're going to share that with others. Oh, that means so much more than, I want that perfect outfit or I want that perfect uh, couch or whatever it is. And somebody goes out and buys that for themselves. No, let them see Jesus. Let them want Jesus. Not the things that you have or the appearance that you have. Can you imagine the ripple effect? Let's, Let's do that. Let's stop focusing on these Instagram perfect photos. Let's stop focusing on outwardly things because all of those things are going to be gone someday. But what matters most is that spirit because that's what's going to eternity, right? All of this stuff will fade away. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this earth grow strangely dim, None of those things matter so much anymore. When I'm in my word, when I'm really spending time with him, like today I sat on my deck and I just prayed in the sunshine. I just felt the sun on my face. I just prayed. I can literally feel the difference. 
I have a much more beautiful heart at that moment to go deal with whatever is going to come my way for the rest of the day than if I had been focusing on, let me get my outfit perfect, let me get my makeup perfect for today. Because honestly, when I'm, when I'm doing that and I'm not focusing on the true things that matter on Jesus, it's nothing but pride. It's not a humble heart. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ, which means walk in humility as Christ did. And when we're constantly thinking about ourselves and how we look and how our home looks and how our families look to others, that's nothing but pride. There's no humility there. But when we're walking in humility and we take our eyes off of ourselves, that's where the beauty is. That's where you will be transformed inside and out. And that's the way I believe that Jesus wants us to live. So I hope this podcast encouraged you today. I feel like I went on a little rant here for a minute, but <laughs> but truly, it's like I just, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while and I just was like, you know what, Lord, give me the words, give me the words today to get this recorded and, and share with others. So if this encouraged you, please let me know over in the comments on, on the Facebook page or on Simply Living for Him on the blog post for this podcast episode. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or whatever app you use, please rate and review um, the the episode or the um, podcast because that helps to get the message out there to more people. Please share this podcast with others if it's encouraged you um, because I, I truly do believe that that is what God um, intends for me, is to share these things and, and let my words be used for good. So if he's going to give me a little voice out there in the internet world, I'm going to use it for his glory. So I encourage you to um, comment and continue the conversation with me over there on Facebook. If you guys are listening and you are on the fence about joining me in just about a month for our Simply Living for Him retreat, please go ahead and register. I'm closing registration on June 30th. And after that, you will not be able to register and there will not be a summer retreat next year. So this is your last chance to join us over in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for an amazing time. I'm telling you, the Lord is just bringing all the details together. He is just giving me so much good stuff to share in my sessions there. I cannot wait. So go over to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats and register today. And again, comment on the blog post or on the Facebook page and let me know what you think. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.